Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, this is Suzanne Toro, and I want to thank you for joining us today. We are going to dive into loving freely and exploring freedom with love and what that means. When we talk about really getting to know ourselves and all of this inner work enables us to, one, really stand in our own grace and walk in our own grace and be of better service to all beings that are around us. Simultaneously, when you do this inner work, you are able to have a lot healthier relationships with those around you. And that is a huge benefit to our entire human race if we can all cultivate healthy relationships with each other. It affects our economy. It affects our home. It affects our community. Because all of a sudden, we're working from a heart space, a sincere heart space, with everything around us. So it's a lot of fun. Now, many people, the, the biggest bridge about loving self is really taking some time to contemplate that. And you might have a really high self-esteem or feel comfortable in what you do. Yet, maybe there are these slight little things inside of you that still aren't allowing you to cultivate healthy relationships around you. There, maybe you have inner conflict or dis-ease within self. And those are just signs that you could probably love yourself a lot more. And um, so that in many people then will say to me, well, that's really selfish of you to love yourself. I've heard that often. And it's not really. <laughs> it's one of the most beautiful gifts that you can give humanity is to learn to love self. Like I said, once you love yourself, you're not really seeking anything outside of you. You're not seeking anything, really. You realize that you can show up and give, and then you can receive. So we're going to talk about that for a moment, giving and receiving, because giving is one of those interesting things that we have all these foundations around the world and we have many beautiful initiatives, causes. There are millions upon millions. And sometimes when we're thinking of these big grandiose things that we want to do, we have this inner feeling like I want to do good. I want to do good. So I want you to ask yourself right now, why do you want to do good? Is it for approval? Is it to be seen? Is it so that when you are taking your last breath that you feel like you contributed something back? Now, it is great to give and do wonderful things. I'm a big giver. I love giving. Yet, if we don't give from a place of complete stillness and authenticity, it's possible that within that give, we might be manipulating things. So the key there is if we give, then we can also open ourselves up to receiving. And this is the natural flow of the universe. So I want you to think about the structure of most nonprofits. We're going to tie this back into self or most organizations. What is the one thing that they have to work really diligently with is think of one thing, but what comes to my mind immediately is fundraising that they're always having to think how can they raise money for this cause that they're really passionate about. And that becomes very 
taxing for these organizations are doing this beautiful work, yet they're having to think, how am I going to raise money? And then how am I going to rally people excited about it? Now imagine if we shift the energy a little bit and we decide, okay, I have this cause that I want to do, and I'm just going to decide that I'm going to make this happen no matter what, whether I have money or not. And recently I interviewed a gentleman, um, Francis Delvecchia, from, he's the Joyful Activist Group. And I think that's well put that oftentimes they'll go together, they don't have money, they just do operate on trust, they don't even have a plan sometimes, but they, they've been doing these beautiful projects. So if we get to the basic form of giving, rather than having to do large things and we just get to the basic form of it, we can learn how to give from a very, very core authentic place because it takes the least amount of effort to do that. And then we can authentically open ourselves up to receiving. And what that means is you're open to receiving and you're not giving so you'll feel better about yourself, so you won't feel guilty for some things that you might have done. If you're authentically giving, then you're saying, universe, I'm ready to receive. I want to open up my heart space and I am ready to receive. So think back to the last time that you did something for a cause, a charity, and ask yourself, why did you do that? And it could be for all the perfect reasons, but I want you to just ask yourself, why did I give my time to X, Y, Z? And why did I do this? Why did I do that? Just tune in and see, is it in full alignment with that authentic heart space? There's no right or wrong answer. And if you notice, well, wow, I did it for uh, maybe some different reasons, uh, not within the true heart space, that's okay. Just recognize it. Witness it. Don't judge it. Just witness it. The reason we want to witness it is because we want to acknowledge that, wow, I can bring more presence to my giving so I can receive. And then if I receive, I have more energy to give. So we talked a little bit about non-attachment last week and, you know, being mindful with our energy. And this is the same thing. If we're giving and receiving in a moment and deciding where do I want to put my energy, where am I going to allow it to flow, then you can bring to the table that authentic heart and then welcome in the receiving. So close your eyes for a moment, take a deep breath, and just breathe into the heart. And we're just going to check in, like I said, with that giving and receiving, and this links us to our love. Really tuning in, are we attached to our giving? Is it conditional? Is it to make ourselves feel better? Just tune in. Just be honest with yourself. Believe me, I got an honest awakening one cold January night, and I realized all my life I've been given in a way that wasn't completely authentic. Oh, so slightly, but realized it was a mechanism of control. So just tune in and see where you're at. And then I want you to say, am I ready to receive? Am I really ready to receive? Bring yourself to the last time you gave, an intimate giving, like something that you saw tangibly the person receive. And then circle your mind's eye around the situation and were you willing within that time frame to receive back in the moment? Oftentimes we give, but we don't want to receive back. 
and just recall for a moment what was uncomfortable about receiving, if anything at all. So take another deep breath and out. And if you did notice that you had ulterior motives for giving and receiving, then let's drop a little deeper. Where I'm taking this is to that word love. So we want to give, give, give. And if we keep pouring energy into one cup or two cups or three cups, but we never receive back what happens, we become depleted. The energy has to stay in motion. If you refuse to receive, you're telling the universe you do not need anything and that all you can do is keep outputting. And what happens is the output that you extend to the universe over time becomes taxed and strained because your energy field is fried. So welcoming in authentic receiving and authentic giving opens your heart chakra for what? For love. This beautiful, beautiful thing. And not necessarily love from another. It's really important. The self-love is about loving self. Until we can really love ourselves so we can really feel like, wow, I, I'm willing to be in this place to receive. Open my heart up and just say, bring it on. I'm ready to receive love or I'm ready to receive life. Until we do that, how are we able to have authentic relationships? Now, don't be alarmed if you're in a marriage or a partnership and you realize right in this moment, oh my gosh, I don't really um, connect with myself, I don't love myself, and I don't know if I even love this person I'm with. Don't panic. (laughs) Just realize that that's okay because most of our society, from my observations, travels around the world and interactions, do not necessarily hold themselves in a place where we all can love ourselves in this deep, profound way. And the keys to that one are what we talked about last week, non-attachment, but also this loving within self and this freedom that comes in when we do that. So now that you've identified giving and receiving and where there might be a manipulation, what I want you to do over this next week is to do just check-ins. Check in any moment in time that you're giving, see if it's authentic. And if it's not, I encourage you to withhold from giving in that moment in time. If you're a naturally giving person and you give a lot, be mindful with where you're putting your energy and decide what you want to give, when you want to give it, and to make sure it's for the right reasons, not to be manipulating because you want something in return. What this does is, like I said, it, it creates the natural flow of the universe and it releases you from any kind of expectations, unconditioned, um, unconditional love situations, and it keeps you open. So if you tunnel all your energy into one area and you don't open yourself to the complete freedom that we have, free will on this planet, you are restricting self 
from experiencing what is the most beautiful thing, love and freedom, combined create this magic. It does not mean that you can't be in uh, relationships that are just one-on-one. You can, but it's a different experience when you love from this reckless, abandoned freedom, which means you completely feel solid within self and know that whoever you're interacting, whether it's a friend or partnership, that you too can allow them the freedom to vibrate where they need to vibrate in the universe, where they need to stand at all times, and you know and trust that it's in perfect harmony. And so I just want to ask you to ask yourself and check in right now, do you allow the relationships you have around you, do you allow yourself to love them unconditionally, freely, without attachments, without conditions. See where you're at with that. See where you might have some work. And I just want you to, if you have a pad of paper or can take a little note right next to you, write down right there how you feel about that and where you feel you need to explore and kind of observe. And that's what this work is. is It's not quick fix and it's done. It's just bringing witnessing state, awareness. Oh, wow, when I interact with this person, I'm this way. So let's tighten it up even further. We identify giving and receiving, and the, the magic right there is if you open yourself up to receiving, authentically giving and authentically receiving, that will empower you and enable you to open up that heart chakra, open your heart center, and to finally receive love from Then also, we want to explore freedom. Do you love someone unconditionally, without restrictions? That goes back into our non-attachment. And now we probably want to know, well, how am I going to get there? Because I would say all of us have a little bit of work to do in how we want to love freely. So we're going to take a deep breath right now, breathing in and out of the heart center. And I just want you to breathe in the word love. And then I want you to breathe out love and send it out to someone in the universe that you know needs some love right now. Just send them a big blast from your heart center of love. Give it to them authentically because you know you need they need it. And just imagine that wave of love going directly to them. Again, deep breath in. And then out. Another deep breath. Again, another deep breath in. And out. Again, deep breath in, breathe in love, and then exhale, good, now just notice how it feels to share that love, and just to innocently send love around the world or around the universe, now we're just going to take a little 
guided imagery into this whole concept of free, free love, freedom, freedom within love. And what this means is that if you can imagine for a moment, just closing your eyes, and we'll just tell it as a little story. If you can imagine for a moment that you are in a relationship, whether it's intimate or a friendship, where there's no obligations, even a family relationship, absolutely no obligations. You can show up when you want to. Just think about that for a moment. I want you to imagine what that feels like in your mind's eye, just breathing in and out. You can show up when you want to show up. You can commune with each other when you're both available. feels pretty good. Now I want you to imagine a little bit more. Can you imagine being in a relationship where there's no judgment, meaning that that person that you commune with has nothing that ever to speak to you about, nothing but beautiful things to say to you, and if they're inclined to talk about you, it would be nothing but words of love and joy. And how does that feel? Gosh, ooh, I want to know this person. I want to know the person that can just speak joyfully about me personally. I want to know this person that can just show up and be with me in the moment authentically. So just feel how that feels. And then bring it in a little bit deeper. Are you willing to give that love unconditionally? I want you to imagine your mind's eye this kind of luscious person that will show up. There are no obligations, no judgments. And are you willing to give them love unconditionally with no strings attached? Nothing returned. You just give it to them. They receive it. But maybe they're inclined to take that beautiful, luscious energy that you gave them give it to someone else because that's what's needed in that moment. And I want you to imagine doing that, giving that love to one person right now like we did at the beginning, unconditionally. And just think in your mind's eye, what can I do in this moment? I'm going to send them a love wave, a love shower. But maybe what can you do tomorrow to express that unconditional love? Do you have one relationship in your life right now that's completely unconditional? And just identify that person. I can think of a couple off the top of my head immediately that I know always love me. There's no obligations. We have really healthy relationships. Feels good. I want you to bring those people into your mind's eye. And I want you to send that love that you're feeling that they give you back to them. And if you can't imagine anyone right now in your mind's eye, then I want you just to see this beautiful white light body that's going to be coming into your life to show you what it feels like and what it is to love someone freely and unconditionally. Nice, and just send them love, as many of them as you can think of, and if they keep popping into your mind's eye, or if you can't think of one, that's okay. 
just welcome it in. Say, I want to meet this person that can love me unconditionally and I can love them unconditionally. Wow, that feels great. So I just want you to open your eyes again if you want. You can see in that simple just imagery who in your world is lined with concept. And if it sounds a little foreign to you, the beautiful part of it is you could ask yourself this question, how many times have you had to be somewhere that you did not want to be? And I'm not talking about when you have a family emergency or a friend has an emergency. I'm talking about just you don't want to go do something, but you do it. And why are you doing it? That obligation. So how can we be so present with our, our society? Because it doesn't make sense. We go back to that energy form. If I have you come along with me and you don't want to be there, that's creating a rub in our cosmos. That's creating a rub in the universe because we're not aligned in that moment. You're just doing it because you have to or you feel obligated or because you feel like you'll upset me. So think about how you operate and maneuver those relationships. And I want you just to welcome in that freedom for yourself. Welcome in this freedom that you can do pretty much whatever you want within your life. And if you have a job and obligations, that's great. But know within each one of those things, you should feel freedom, some level of freedom. Even though you have to maybe go to the office every day, that's all right. You can still embrace this freedom there, the energy of freedom, because as soon as you do, the environment shifts, the world around you shifts. So I want you to imagine in your mind's eye one of the most constricted areas you feel in your life. And I want you in that moment just to feel like it just flies open and expands. And there's all this energy moving in all directions. It's beautiful, beautiful energy. And then bring into your awareness just this landscape that opens up where there are no boundaries, no barriers, no obstacles. It's just open. Welcoming in the freedom. And now tune in further. I want you to see where within your life that you can identify one place that you have complete freedom and how much freedom do you have in a week, in a day, in a month, in a lunar cycle? (laughs) We're going to be moving away from this perceived time thing. So within a moment, how much freedom do you feel within every given moment? Re-embrace that freedom. Embrace the freedom to just do whatever you want in a given moment. See how that feels. And I just want you to write down on a piece of paper really quick uh, how much freedom you quantitatively can give yourself or have given yourself right now in your life. See how much you have. Is it 1%? Is it 50%? Is it 100%? Freedom. Just check in. And again, there's no right or wrong answer here. But we live on a free will planet. 
So, in all honesty, we should, not should, but yeah, we should have free will, which would mean freedom at all times. At all times, we should be able to exercise that free will. So, what that means doesn't mean that it's pure anarchy on planet Earth. It means that we're in resonance with our ecosystem and with each other and that we can be in harmony with our place in the universe. It means that everything is in its own flow with you, with the universe, and with others. So by exploring that freedom, I want you to bring your energy to the solar plexus, breathing in and out. Connecting with the fire, your inner life force. And as you connect to that life force, I just want you to feel the solar energy and its power. And then just tune in. Imagine in the mind's eye connecting that to your cosmic flow. going to do is we're just going to connect. As you keep connecting to the sun, I want you to allow that energy from the solar plexus, feeling your flow move from your solar center out into the universe and just feel yourself aligning. We're going to play a song. It's called Falling from the Sun by the album Leaf. This is an amazing group. (laughs) They are Wow, if you ever get to see them live, I highly recommend it. But this song's calling Falling from the Sun. Full electronic orchestra on stage. Feel your resonance with the cosmos as you listen to this song and see if you can find your place in the universe in complete freedom.
Find a way to fall. Find a way to fall from the sun, from our cosmic flow back into our earthbound bodies and to love freely, love ourselves freely and to love each other freely. So being at this midpoint, I want to, one, we're going to recap where we're going with this. Uh, I feel like I'm in a little bit of a dreamy place because I love this concept of loving freely. It's so luscious and yummy. Uh, If you do have questions, please feel free to call in at 646-200-0069 and press 1. We will do our I we I will do my best to answer those questions, or you can type them in on the chat board. Where we've gone is we've just identified a couple key places. Again, these are subtle things that we can do in our daily life uh, to recognize where we're not loving ourselves, and maybe where we're not welcoming in freedom within that conversation of love with self and others. So we touched on giving and receiving are you doing it authentically are you authentically opening up that heart and say i'm ready to receive so that's your first practice for this next week and on forward when it comes to your mind's eye number two do you have relationships in your life that are truly on are unconditional relationships where you can just show up and be with that person there are no obligations no hard feelings i feel so blessed when i did that exercise to realize uh how many beautiful unique beings i have in my life that love me that way and so it is possible and so what you can do is just bring we've talked about this before when we talked about judgment bring in the awareness into your mind's eye when you feel obligations or you feel that you're having relationships with people where they're just not the highest vibration your your harmonics aren't guiding each other to rise higher and higher or in a place where you both want to coexist in the universe so that's number two and then uh what that leads you to when you're open to that freedom is that cosmic flow uh are you getting an awareness of where your cosmic flow is and where that alignment is. And I've been in more and more discourse with clients about that lately. They have uh, really mastered certain aspects of themselves. And this this soul's journey is not necessarily doing those things that are effortless to you in the sense that you're a really amazing uh, engineer. Maybe you're not meant to be an engineer anymore. I can tell you that I... I'm a very, I don't know, I understand business and economics and finance. I can do kind of crazy things in my mind's eye with numbers, yet that's not what I'm supposed to be doing in this lifetime. Definitely helped me through my university coursework because it had all of that in it. So recognize that sometimes these these things that we really excel at, but they feel a little mundane to us, are there to be kind of a a gift, a bonus for us, if you will, for this lifetime. So that maybe, like for me, having all that knowledge made it effortless for me to own and operate my own businesses because I had that knowledge base. Um, And then I also had to remember where I don't really want to do that. So to welcome in the types of support so I don't have to do that. So think of it in that way. And then if where that where the universe really wants you to be what are those gifts and if you can't imagine even how you would 
support yourself doing that, just really the more and more you align with that, you will find that flow and see where you are to be (laughs) at every given moment. Within that freedom that we talked about and within that moment, you were opening that heart center and saying, yes, I'm ready to receive. So I'm going to share a really beautiful story right now about what this all means. Like, why would I want to love freely? Why would I want to receive? I'm fine just giving. The reason you want to welcome in freedom within love is that it's beautiful then. Imagine you just show up. You have an amazing time. Maybe that's the only moment in all these infinite moments in the universe that you're together with a person, a friend, a a lover, whoever, and you have this amazing time. You're not looking to the perceived future. You're not remembering the perceived past. You're just in that moment together. And guess what? The harmony occurs and then more and more moments can occur like that. So this story about giving and receiving and opening up that heart center so you can authentically be there and love someone, love self, is that, uh, I guess it was last week, I went and uh, enjoyed some cups of tea at this place called Temple Tea in Venice Beach, California. And, uh, And that is a plug for Temple Tea in Venice Beach, California. I have to amuse myself here uh, a beautiful experience uh, of having tea and that night there was a beautiful gentleman there who I'm going to interview uh, he was giving a talk and I just kept hearing receive, receive, receive just be open and I was just really happy I'd had a beautiful day conducting some other interviews meeting with a, a friend and uh and thought, I'm just going to enjoy being here with these people around this table with the tea. But I kept hearing that word really loud. Well, he sat down and shared with us uh, this concept that I'm not going to totally share right now because I want it to be saved for his interview. But the concept was really aligning yourself with uh, an affirmation that would actually help you kind of achieve something that you wanted. So for me, I kept hearing receive, so I decided I'm going to listen to his beautiful words and his wisdom and take it in and try to practice what he was teaching. And that's what I did. So it was about receiving, and I, I made my affirmation that I am an abundant, open um, receptor. An abundant, open, ava- I, I didn't put available, abundant, open and available receptor and it was this just beautiful thing i just sat there i'm like great i'm doing this and prior to that i even had a, a vision that i was to make a donation to the temple and so i did that and what happened is the very next day after i did the simple affirmation and I really tuned into receiving, giving and receiving from an authentic place, I was scheduled to gift someone a gift, a monetary gift. And I did that. And in that moment, what happened, and I was authentically excited to give, just to be a part of this gift, because it wasn't from me. It was an indirect gift. And within that moment, when I was giving that gift, I got a surprise. That gift was returned to me 
as a gift from that same person, but I had no idea. So it was like this magical course of events. I trusted and listened to my mind's eye that said to give to the temple. I gifted them something without wanting anything in return. I made it very clear I didn't want anything in return. That was the specific message. And then the very next day, I'm excited to authentically give. Not once did I feel jealous. Not once did I want the money that I was giving away. I was so excited that I was actually, I was feeling like almost overwhelmed that I was being given the opportunity to gift this gift to this person. In the very next moment, because I was in that authentic place, what happened? I was ready to receive the night before I opened it up. It's that quick and that immediate. So, when you hear our talk later on, my talk with Hermas, you will hear more of his methodology. But that just reiterated to me because that night I drew, drew on two cups, bowls of tea, and I draw on just an arch and I just put receiving, giving. And as long as I keep giving to this cup of tea, then this cup of tea can give back to me and I can receive. But if I don't receive, then what happens? That one cup of tea begins to overflow. <laughs> and what happens to my cup of tea? It becomes empty. So that's why it's so important that, A, we give and receive in every moment in this beautiful, authentic, just simple ways um, and how we can shapeshift something in that moment. And the mere fact that I was able to be in that authentic, grounded place is a testament that I do, um, I'm very content with myself. I love myself. I don't doubt myself. It doesn't mean that there aren't times that I'm not tested. Believe me, <laughs> I've had plenty. But I really was in this place of just love and adoration and appreciation for that. So what that did is it just opened up by me listening to the universe saying, receive, receive, receive. That was a key that I was missing. I'd been spending so much time focusing on giving because that was my nature. I love to give that I hadn't stopped and said, okay, I'm willing to receive now. And within one day, less than 24 hours, it was a confirmation from the universe that I was willing to receive and listen when they were asking me to give. In another episode, I'll share even more of the synchronicities with that tale. But I wanted to point that out tonight, that when we become in alignment with that authenticity, we open ourselves up to this love, to this joy. And love isn't just about, the heart chakra isn't just about love, like I love you and you love me. It's about harmony. It's about peace. It's about joy, laughter, bliss. And it's about freedom, Okay. So when we're aligned with that, when we're in the symbiotic flow with self and the universe, we can do all of that with everyone. And we don't become depleted because we're mindful with all of our actions. So in this next week, what would be great, as mentioned, is if you can take the time to really notice where you're giving and receiving authentically and where you might need to fine-tune it. And if you're over doing it in one area or the other. Maybe you're just receiving or maybe you're just um, receive, 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 and you're thinking, wow, I'm building up a lot of, a lot of stuff. I need to send it back out. Um, an organization that features this concept really well is called 
helpothers.org. They do random acts of kindness, but they have smile stories. And they have these beautiful stories you can sign up and you can share your own random acts of kindness or, or good deeds or whatever to as, as in, inspiration there. And then they have these karma bucks that you can gift to other people's stories. And it's a lot of fun. You give your karma bucks out and then you receive. People will give them back to you. So it models that giving and receiving. And again, can you be mindful with your giving? Do you give it all away or do you disperse it amongst many? Just notice your patterns uh, within that example or others that you might have in your life. So I've taken you through that aspect. And then what does it ultimately mean within our society um, to love freely? And each and every one of you will have a different answer about what it means to love freely. And this is something that maybe we all want to consider. How can we love freely? And are we willing to let go that which doesn't really want to participate in a love with us? And that's where we realize maybe we have that codependency we talked about way back when or an attachment. So are you willing because you want to be loved freely, are you willing to love other people freely? When you answer that question, I just want you to jot down, this week I want to write about loving freely. What does it look like? You don't have to answer it all right now, but what does it look like to love absolutely freely? Can you show up? And just in your mind's eye right now, without writing a little story about that, I want you just to imagine your day as it flows, as it flowed today. Did you show up in every location authentically, mindfully? Just think about it. Where did you feel like you did not want to be today that you were? And why? And again, we're not, we're taken out of those moments where we really need to show up because uh someone's in need. But just your regular day, where did you have to show up that you didn't want to be? And why? Just write those down and then when you Write your passage. You could do it as a short story, a poem. Write about what it feels like to love freely and to be loved freely. What does that feel like for you? Because for each and every one of us, it's going to be different. I can't begin to describe it for you because it's going to be different than it would be for me. And until you start that exploration, this is the key, until you start the exploration into what it means to love freely, you're not going to know the answer to that question and you're not going to know what's aligned. So in society, we've been conditioned to do certain things. We've been conditioned to be born. We do all that pretty effortlessly, right? You come out, then you're a baby, and then maybe we're conditioned that we have to go to school and that we have to get a job. We have to maybe think about getting married, having a couple kids, have to think about keep working, keep working, pay off all that debt, <laughs> then maybe retire, and then maybe take our next big transition into birth again. So 
within that, rather than it feeling like that, wouldn't it be fun to say, wow, I get to come into this life. I get to explore. Every moment I have this free will to explore how I want. I have the voice and I have the freedom to roam. And what does that mean for me? Does it mean that, you know, I do. I want to settle down and I want the comforts of a family and uh, having that time together of home. That's perfectly great. You can have that. Or do you like to have your autonomy? Do you want to have your freedom by self and not with other people? Maybe you want to have relationships where they come and go and not what's projected to the overall society. So think about what really works for you. Because when we realize in relationships, intimate relationships and family relationships, what really works for us, then we can move ourselves towards that direction and we stop trying to push ourselves into something that doesn't feel good. A few weeks back or maybe almost a month ago when I was back at that tea temple, (laughs) I seem to like to frequent now, we were all just beautifully sitting around a table outside and enjoying, after two days of enjoying tea, uh, sitting there and just comfortably sharing our experiences with this tea. When you drink tea for two days straight, you start to really meld with the tea, with the organic matter of the tea. And we all were, you know, we're all pretty intuitive, uh, have our psychic tools sharpened, our third eye really sharpened, have uh, little gifts at this table that were all pretty in alignment. So the things that were coming out of our mouth were pretty humorous, but it brought such joy for me personally in my heart that I could sit around a table with a group of people who were strangers, most of them were strangers to me until two days prior, and just share authentically and honestly, freely, what was coming to us. And it was the most beautiful, light, heartfelt, harmonious moment that, you know, uh, I felt just butted up from the heart space and really exemplifies that freedom within a moment to speak what you want, even amongst someone that you don't know so well. It doesn't have to be someone that you really know well, just to be in that place with each other. So how you can bring that into practice, just that concept of where you want to vibrate, how you want to have relationships with each other and self, just start thinking about how can I move myself into situations like that, that I can say whatever I want to say and feel good about it, feel self-worth, feel love for myself, not be ashamed, and really feel at ease inside. And that's the key. Do you feel at ease inside? Is everything calm? (laughs) Being an empath, I can tell you there are a lot of people that aren't calm out there. (laughs) So this is a practice. We all have to work at it if we choose to. But it it does take work. It takes awareness. It takes time. Um, But it can, as the story I shared with you earlier, happen overnight just by switching your awareness and saying, okay, I'm ready to receive, and I'm going to continue to be ready to receive. So what I want to do right now, now that you have a couple concepts to connect with, one, giving and receiving, taking time to write about what loving, 
freely means living in love and freedom together, harmonious, feeling that every moment that you can be in this rich, profound place with someone and there's complete freedom. And if it doesn't feel good, then those two energy fields can not be next to each other. Why would you want to be around someone that doesn't feel good? If you both don't feel good in that place, if there's a lot of push and pull, what is the point of being in that energetic field together? Nothing. Nothing. Allow yourself to move away from those types of relationships and be where you want to be. Be in freedom and that deep heart space so you can experience all those things, not pain and suffering. I want to read right now a quick poem, and then I want to share a story that occurred for me uh, at a place, a magical place in North America. This, this poem I'm dedicating actually to David Simon, who passed away a couple of weeks ago, so many people passing away right now in transition. And, you know, I was reminded today about this love and freedom. To, and I was thinking about everyone that's been passing. Uh, we're just going through a large collective humanitarian transition. And that that transition is one of the most sacred times in all of our lives. It's more sacred than anything that any of us can imagine. The time we leave this three-dimensional body and go into the void, the abyss, until we come back out into another energetic vibrational form, that's a very sacred time. There's things that are happening there that we don't necessarily take time to contemplate. So I want to honor, one, all the people that are making these beautiful transitions right now. And for all of you that are feeling the loss or the grief of losing someone, remember, if we can love someone freely, then we can know that we can send them on. And that will segue into the story I'm going to share, but that we can let them go because they're going to enter into the sacred chamber of unmanifest where all potentiality is possible in that moment. Such a sacred time. David Simon is a dear man that has touched many people's lives, and he was a lover of Hafez with Deepak Chopra. And he would repeat this poem sometime, and it, for me, is about love, but really is what this is all about, love and freedom. The subject tonight is love. The subject tonight is love and for tomorrow night as well. In a matter of fact, I know of no better topic for us to discuss until we die. Love. Hmm. It is the secret to the universe. <laughs> Let's see if we can all master it. Our human race can master being love masters, free love masters. So the story I wanted to share with all of you before we close tonight, and it has to do with how we've been conditioned in the past to love ourselves and others, is with attachment. And a year ago, this month actually, almost to the date, <laughs> ironically enough, I took a, a journey out to Zion, Utah, and... I went there just to commune with Zion and be. I needed just to have some restorative time in nature. 
And as I went to Zion, not with really a particular plan, (laughs) typical my style, uh, the whole way was quite magical. I went into Hot Springs, just had a really beautiful drive there. And then I got to Zion, and it started snowing, like just dumping, dumping. That next morning, I went out back into the Zion National Park, and the snow was just perfectly perched on all the red rock, creating these beautiful ice castles. And I was just mesmerized and taken in. I went back down towards the Narrows in the back part of Zion, and I could see this beautiful cave that was built at the top of the red rock. And I felt like it was just like my cave, my crystal snow cave, where I feel like I came from. And I just looked at it, and I really wanted to get up there. I thought it would be so amazing to be up in that cave and just sit there in meditation and silence. As I went further back into the very back, and I couldn't walk further because it was all frozen and snowing, there's this rock formation that's a pyramid. And I sat, and I was like, wow, could you imagine, like, this is your living room. You just sit here and look at all this beauty around you. And... Something about it, though, I just kept hearing and feeling that love. What is this love? Like, why are we so attached and feel so much hurt and pain and suffering around love? And why can't we enjoy it, every bit of it, when it's afforded to us, and then release it when it's time to let go? And that's one of the hardest things to master. I've had my tests many times over. So as I sat and took in the landscape and just enjoyed the snow, and I kept, I was really wet. I wasn't prepared for all the snow, so my pants and my shoes were sopping wet. And then I decided I better go into town. Maybe I should think about getting some snow pants or something to cover my feet so they wouldn't get frozen because I did want to spend most of the day out in nature. I went into a, a little rock shop or crystal shop in town and this beautiful woman comes to me and she said I was asking her about the back in the back cause these ice caves I said it's just so beautiful and it was so perfect that I couldn't tell if it's actual rock or if it was snow and she said she had never seen it and so I thought and it was bliz- it was a blizzard so I really couldn't see if it was snow or rock but that's, they were the ice caves so she said do you know the story back there because there's a place called the Temple of Sinawava And I said, no. And she said, well, the story goes that there was a a young Indian man and that there no women or men, Indians, the natives, were not to be out at night in that area, in the Narrows, ports of the Narrows, sacred land. And that's when different spirits can come out. And so he had that night gone out and something happened to him and the next day his lover, his Indian maiden, came and found him and he was dead and she was heartbroken in that moment. She she was so sad that her parents um, said, you're going to have to leave. You can't stay here with his body. He'll go through the proper burial procedures and she said well let me stay here with him until um, sundown so she stayed but then she didn't honor her parents request and she was so heartbroken that she couldn't pull herself away and she ended up dying with him right there and then they entombed them in that rock that I showed you 
that's like a or told you about the pyramid. And as she was sharing with me, I was like, wow, so profound, but that this woman would go there, his lover, and just, you know, so Shakespeare, like die for him because she would miss him. And I went back to the area and I just communed with the earth and I sat there and I said, this is crazy. We have all these films and all these messages in our society today about loving and then feeling horrible, so sad that you would almost want to die. And who, even though transition and death is this beautiful time, it is supposed to be brought to us at the right moment in time. So when our heart aches that much that we would actually die, now that might be the perfect order. They might have destined to die in that moment. But do we want to be in that place? Do we want to be in a place or do we want to allow our love to be for however long it is, whether it's for an eternity or for a moment. And within that, I just kept feeling that we are on this shift, that we have the potential within all of us to no longer suffer within love. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be sad when someone parts you, leaves you. Yes, you're going to feel a void. But the point of me telling you this story is, are we willing to love each other free enough that we're willing to say goodbye and let them fly. And when we give someone else the permission to fly, we're giving ourselves the permission to finally fly. And it's not by accident that I had that realization that day because not within more than or less than a month and a half, I was told my brother would not be making it. And Rather than become hysterical, in that moment, I decided, wow, I can congratulate him. And I don't have to let this destroy us or our family, that we can persevere and be in this beautiful place together. Yeah, we've had our healing. But what that showed me is that if I just shift my awareness to loving him so freely to release him, that he could set sail effortlessly in that moment. So that metaphor of even transition from one life to the next can be from moment to moment in life, that we can let someone be with us, and then when they need to go, you can have open, honest, transparent conversation that they need to go. And they might come back, but letting them go. Our entire dynamic with our planet will shift in that moment. So it's a choice. It's a choice if you want to love freely, explore loving freely in all iterations of your life and see what happens. So I know I went a little over this time. We're going to um, sign out with the Ganesh again because it's really important and timely right now to bring in the remover of obstacles. That remover of obstacles will also help you with um, bringing in free love, loving freely. So as we sign out with the Ganesh mantra, this is something that you can bring in to open up the heart center, remove the obstacles from the solar plexus. And then during this next week, take the time to practice giving and receiving authentically. Open up yourself to freely being in all moments, connecting with your cosmic flow 
within relationships, within work, within every moment of your life, and see what happens. Explore it. And then write about loving freely, loving yourself freely, and loving others and what it looks like. And I'd love it if you'd share those with me. You can send those to s at suzannetoro.com. Again, that's s at suzannetoro.com. I want to humbly thank all of you for taking the time to do this work, to listen in. I really appreciate it. It takes courage to do the work, to do the inner work, and it takes time. So thank you for being you and being this beautiful light and keep sharing your love with those around you. And love yourself. Take the time to do that. Master self. And then you will discover the keys of the universe. Om Ganeshaye Namaha is my lead-in to the mantra of Ganesh. Enjoy it. Remove the obstacles. Welcome in the freedom. Welcome in the liberated heart. Until next time, this is Suzanne signing out.
Yeah.